to the Reggae Pod Clash, where man like Devin, that's me, and Reggae Raj talk all things reggae with some of our favorite artists. In episode 8, we have the great Linville Golding of the specials. Don't forget to subscribe to the Reggae Pod Clash wherever you get your podcasts, and please be sure to leave us a review and a rating. What's cracking, people? Yes. What's up, Raj? What's going on, man? We'll get the right little background here. There we go. Dude, today's like super special. It is. I agree. We have, um, this gentleman is is on my short list of heroes. Uh, I grew up with him. He actually named me Roger Rivas, my first and last Ah. name. Mr. Linville Golding will be on the show today. He's coming on in a little bit. We're super stoked. Linville's an amazing musician. He's uh, been an original specials from uh original member from the specials since day one and he's got a lot of insight on what's going on now and music and we're just gonna have so much fun and talk about some really cool stuff i can't wait so i yeah specials i can't say enough about how they were the soundtrack of many years of my uh of my 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 late teens early 20s and then and then for the rest of my life as well oh dude yeah like I said, I, I mean, I've been fortunate enough to, to, to know Lynn for, for a bit. And every single time I talk to him or, uh, you know, get to see him perform, I'm still starstruck. So <laughs> and so if, if, if I pause with my jaw dropped mm-hmm. as we talk to him, just know that that's that, you know. That, it's not you know, a freeze. It's not a freeze. It's okay. just me in awe. So what do we do every week, Devin? Well, every week we start the show off. Roger picks a tune. I pick a tune from our record collections. Yeah. Um, because, you know, with this show, one of the goals of it is to really uh, share the Jamaican music that Roger and I love and has become our entire life and that we've discovered along, uh, along this, this reggae journey. And so, uh, you know, that was really the catalyst of wanting to do a show in the first place was to just, you know, play some tunes and talk about it. So um, why don't we uh, kick right into that? Yeah, man. So first off, we're going to play one of the tunes that you selected. Here you go. All right. That tune. So that's my selection. So first of all, the titles, um, 
they're one of those groups like they're they're more they're not quite a one off because they've got um they've got a handful of tunes in fact uh maybe about five five ten years ago uh somebody put together on c d a compilation of of titles tunes from from that era yeah um and there were about fifteen maybe twelve fifteen tunes on it um and they're all good they're all like just that style uh really great um songwriting hooks you know mm-hmm. um that but that that one in particular is one of my favorites probably my favorite song by the titles uh in the expanders we used to butcher and i used to sing that all the time harmony style backstage that was one of our warm-ups yeah. um it's an early channel one single so like you could see on the on the uh the label is channel one right. but so i read somewhere and of course i couldn't find it this week i was researching it all week and couldn't find it but i read uh-huh. somewhere long ago that that's actually the first channel one single what um whether or not that's true it's definitely an early channel one because it doesn't have that sound that you think of as channel one right not like, at all yeah not at all. no no not at all it I doesn't was, I, yeah i was gonna say like it, it's just so bouncy it's so like you know uh it's it's totally sounds like earlier years yeah yeah channel one came to have a very you know defined sound um and especially moving into the early 80s you know when it was that roots radic style but that one's like an early country roots kind of tune mm-hmm. um it would you know sounds more like if I, someone just played that to me, I'd be like, oh, is it like Sir JJ or Dynamics? Maybe right, definitely right. not Channel One. Totally. And so, and look at that label. The label's <laughs> dope. It's like they were deciding still, like, all right, where are we gonna go with yeah, this? Yeah. Well, you know, why exactly. would you pink with like a like a greenish? And we're gonna go. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad so, they settled on what they settled on. Hold on, just not to change the subject, but mm-hmm. someone in the comments just said, "I'm gonna put it up here." Does Roger have eyeballs? No. They- <laughs> <laughs> and what if I didn't? How bad would you feel? If you know, I, I do. I do. Yeah, However, what if you didn't with, have eyeballs? Now you'd feel like a real jerk, Andrew. <laughs> it's all right, Andrew. I do have eyeballs. He does. If, if I didn't, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be able to, to grab my glass of uh, cranberry juice. It's cranberry juice. Ooh. I'm into cranberry juice nowadays, so yeah. Yeah, well, me too. We just bought, we accidentally bought like sugar-free or like not non-sweetened cranberry juice. Mm-hmm. And that was an experience. I made myself uh, drink the whole thing. It's not as bad as what I did the other day. I went and got, um, it was non-alcoholic, like cranberry mango, juice. mango cart. No <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah, dude. So like you get it and you get it and you're like, what? Oh, come on. And then like, you don't want to take it back. And then you're like, what do I do with this? It pretty much goes in the trash. Oh, let me give it to this. Well, anyways, another wow. another subject for another well, look, class. Speaking of, I mean, that's a good transition into the second bullet point here because that song is a warning to all drunks, right? It's a... It's a the, the lyrics are you're drinking liquor like fish drinking water. Sooner mm-hmm. or later you'll be a pauper. You're not a man of your word. Oh no, stand firm. You're a winehead man, and winehead men don't stand firm. What? So, I love to drink beer and listen to that song. It yeah. makes me feel very rebellious. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just like just one of the you know you just find it over and over again in Jamaican music. The songwriting is just like so topical. It's just. You know, right. it's, it's about like a, a seemingly cut and dry subject, you know, stop drinking so much wine, mm-hmm. but it, but it, they just find a great way to say it and make it straightforward and, and poetic at the same time. It's good for the heart. I mean, geez, you know, what are they yeah. going to do? Yeah, wine, right, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know what I call those people that judge the wine drinkers? I call them funny boys. Yes. And <laughs> I'm trying to segue into this next <laughs> yeah, that, song. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, right? Here's song yeah. number two. Why, why, 
What's up with that baby? <laughs> Did you guys I, hear that baby crying in there? I can't hear anything. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. You can't hear it. So, so w- this Ooh, song is crazy. I picked this song because this song it has so much to it. I and so so is Devin. We're little reggae nerds, so I really trip out on hearing the adjustments and the and the transitions mm-hmm. from you know uh, subgenre to subgenre, like Jamaican music, whether it's rock steady or reggae. In this case, it is. So a lot of people look at this song as the first reggae song, right? And uh, it, this could be argued. Um, I think Nanny Goat uh, by Larry Marshall was kind of looked at as the first reggae mm-hmm. song. So what, what we're looking for here are the characteristics of the instruments, the, the rhythm or the beat, and how it like morphed and changed. Because you could really single out a couple tunes that did that, you know? Right, and, and because, because right before this was Rocksteady, right? So that's really Correct. what we're looking at is like... The transition. It's like the first song that you can say, no, that's not Rocksteady. Right, exactly. And so this, and I, I've listened to this song over and over, right? There really isn't no, any obvious characteristics of reggae. Other than when I hear this, I want to play like an organ shuffle bubble that, that, that would make it in a heartbeat reggae, you know what I mean? But it's not there. That organ isn't there. Or like the drums, the hi-hat. If the hi-hat was like, then it would be easy to say, okay, this is a little transition. Because a lot of the like amalgamated stuff, Joe Gibbs had that, that whole transition where the piano is still doing its bang. And it's that the drums being like, you know, up-tempo. It, it's just calling for those, you know, the reggae um, bubble because I think the bubble really, really uh, makes it. You know, when, I when think the transition you nailed happened. it. I think you nailed it with that. Like you can hear the 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 groove, like the template and the groove is all there for the bubble to just get inserted in. Totally. And then yeah. I was listening. I was like, okay, maybe the hi hat is doing a little constant rhythm, but it really isn't. There's some percussion instrument. You know, these recordings, you try to you know cipher what 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 uh, you can hear, and it's just mm-hmm. like, what what is that? Is someone dropping something in the background or not? So that's why this song is super cool to me because I think this song, um, Nanny Goat, and also a Toots and the Maytels uh, have a tune. I think it's, well, I'm trying to blank here. What's the Toots song that's considered the first Do reggae the reggae. Tune? Do the reggae. There yeah. you go. And, um, which, is the, which is the first song that has the name, reg- the word reggae right. in it. And spelled it's spelled R-E-G-G-A-Y. A-Y. Yeah. And so uh, those tunes are all in the same discussion, you know. Uh, I could... I don't know. You'd have to talk to all three of them and get like super. Uh, I don't think there's any consensus. Accounts. Everybody like I always think of People Funny Boy as the first reggae song. I do too. Um, but that's just because I've read Lee Perry's. Uh, the, there, he's got a book called People Funny Boy that he wrote right. with um, David Katz. Right. And um, he. I'm gonna know, read it someday, but I don't have any. Eyeballs. It's great. It's a great book. It's amazing. It's like a short history of every of Lee Perry and everybody he's ever met. It's right. insane, like how deep it goes. They'll they'll be like, Lee Perry came into the studio the morning of August second, said hi to the maintenance man Cliff, <laughs> and then the next the next paragraph will be like, Cliff was born in the countryside village of like it, right. everybody he's ever met. It talks about, but he definitely says, oh, that's definitely the first reggae song, People Funny Boy. Right. So you know, and, Lee Perry and, claims it. And this is what I love the most about doing this show, right? Is because we're we do our research, and so there's a bunch of things that I'm kind of finding out on the fly, and so a little more to this song is that. Andy Cap, who, you know, if you're collecting reggae, you know there's some releases done by Andy Cap. So he's mm-hmm. an engineer. And he was the engineer for this song. And so he had, um, he would do jingles. So he, his job was like, you know, creating jingles as well. So he had, I guess it was like a record of stock sounds. One of those stock sounds being a baby crying. 
And this is, you know, it's, I always thought, okay, cool. They thought it was cool to just grab a baby and, and mic, mic the baby up. <laughs> just grab a can baby. We, can we get an SM57 on that baby, please? Yeah. yeah. Can we do that? Um, but so the reason being, too, is because I guess Lee Perry and Andy Cap were having this conversation is that, you know, um, they were going hungry. They were poor. So it's kind of like they related to, you know, okay, you know, the baby has no food, hungry like a baby kind of thing. And so that was the reason for it. Um, Look, James Searle is in here. He says, my oh, wife nice. hates that song because of the baby crying. She complained you know, just yesterday hey, about it. <laughs> I, don't mean to get, I don't mean to get deep, deep, but there's a What's reason James? why, why, there's a reason why um, that sound was, is so annoying, right? I mean, how, how <laughs> yeah, we right? are made as humans is to make that sound so piercing and like, all right, all right. Right, like you right, can't ignore right. it. You have to mm-hmm. go. Your survival depends on being so annoying that somebody comes to come over and take care of you. Exactly. Yeah. So, yes, that's kind of going against... Against you a little bit, Lee Perry, and getting like Song of the Year and the Grammys, it might be <laughs> yeah. a little, might be a little bit of a hurdle. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yes, those are our two songs of the week. Yes, um, those are that's a great, those are great selections. And you know, before we go forward, I want to remind everybody watching to please uh, share this stream right now. Hit the share button on whatever you're watching it, it's Facebook or whatever, and give it a like and give it a heart or whatever. That helps. Uh, that helps boost the visibility. We're told. So give it a share. Give it a heart. Roger, Don't give I think it a like, give it a heart. Give it a heart. Come on, people. I think it's your turn this week to do the honors. Oh, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we must bring in the man of the hour. The man, like I said, one of my heroes. I'm going to shut up and I'm going to bring in Mr. Linville Golding. Linville, how are you doing? Good afternoon, Mr. Roger. How are you? How are you, guys? I'm doing good, man. Great. Me, myself, up, myself and, mm. and Devin are mm. just, we've been looking forward to this ever since we mm. found out that you were going to be on the show. Mm. And, and it's Thank such you. a pleasure, man. Thank you for being here. You should have told me, and I would have done a bit more research because now I've been educated by you two guys. And many <laughs> goes, you know, especially with, with, with the, if you think back, back in the, them days, right, there was no sampler. You know, for the right. baby loop and ah, 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 there was nothing like right. that. Right. Um, you know, that's been really creative. Yep. To do that, you totally. know? Wonderful. Oh, yeah, man. Mm. I, like I said, I didn't know anything about that song until, you know, it's coming up for the show. I knew about the reggae story where it was like considered the first reggae song or whatnot. Yeah. But going deep is like figuring out that's a sample of a baby's voice and why they used it and everything. So Yeah, mm. and a lot of the stuff like Lee Perry did like that i mean now now you look at it and it's dated right you're like okay he's got a baby on the tune or like you know right but the things he did at that time it was it was the first person to do it he was doing all these things totally yeah you know so you know, you know what's strange as well because that the thing that all those words that he did like very early on and then the album that he got you know won the grammy you know it's like um what right. <laughs> 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 what yeah it's his best work when he should have been been recognized for those work, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. You know. Yeah, they were like, "Here, he needs a Grammy. <laughs> Put out an album so we can give you a Grammy." Exactly. Right, right. Yeah. It was about the music itself. Yeah. It was because of the, the great man Lee Perry, you know. Mm-hmm. He's such a unique cat, and like, mm-hmm. I, hopefully one day we could have him on the show because I've heard, you know, <laughs> not after as, that. <laughs> as, a, <laughs> as eccentric as 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 he is as, as an artist, he's um. I've heard stories that he's just like, you know, when he wants to be straight ahead, he will be. So I, I would love to get him on the show, but we don't have him on the show. We have you on the show. Oh, and so there's so much there's so much to talk about, man. There's a lot of important stuff we want to touch on. Mm-hmm. But for um, 
for people, and plus I want to know the answers to some of these questions early on, but Linville Golding, can you first tell us, and I'm not going to start all the way back to when you came out of the womb, but <laughs> it's, Wait, so, that baby? it's so unique. He was the baby on People Funny Boys. He's still the, he's the baby. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Are you that baby? Dum, dum, dum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get a, get a, yeah. Shine the light in his face. Are you that baby? <laughs> baby. Um, so it's it, what I like about your story is that mm. you, know, you were born in Jamaica. Yeah. And you came over to the U.K., Mm-hmm. And I mean, now you reside in uh, Seattle, correct? Yeah. Is that what you're... So can mm-hmm. you can you tell? Because I'm curious just myself. Like, wh- when did you move from Jamaica to the UK, and how did all that happen? From Jamaica, the UK was I think it was 1964 after Jamaica got independent. That was when um, you know I moved from Jamaica um, to to England. Wow, man! Very 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 traumatic. I, I was as well as a, a very happy time. I mean, I didn't understand what. Um, independent was all about i know we get all this, at school we get these little cups and we get these little pens with jamaica independent written on them you know i have no idea what it was right and obviously the the the, the, the part of it was dancing and it was a big it was a huge party in the island you know yeah so that was the most and that's what i remember most about and and and, and obviously with, with the scar with them jamaica scar, da, 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 from mm-hmm. you know, was was that was a wonderful memory of the sound system you know, um, playing all the music all day and all night. It was, it was, it was, it was a wonderful thing. How, How old were you, you at the time? Yeah, oh. I was probably around ten, nine or ten, something like that, around that time. Wow, man! And yeah. could you remember? I mean, geez, I would love to have lived that. Day. <laughs> oh, it was just so, you know, especially because, as I said, independent for us as kids, right? We had no idea because we weren't told what it meant, you know. Because as far as the concern, go back to you know. You know, the motherland is England, you know, so that's okay. We'll be independent from the motherland, you know, when we think mm-hmm. about it now, you know, so that way, you know, we, we weren't told that um, we were occupied by, you know, our, you know, nothing about the colonial system that we end up learning about later on because back in, in Jamaica, we didn't get taught any history, right? At all. We just taught British history, mm-hmm. so but so it was like to me, the excuse was was a big party and. We all dress up and with all these little little thing, you know, balloons and all what we call chibums, you know, little, little sparkles and fireworks. Right. It was like that. It was really exciting, you know, for me coming from the country. Uh huh. Uh-huh. The country was just wonderful. You know, we we, we had our sound system because you know every little every um district, you know, they got their own sound system, you know. Uh huh. Uh huh. And it was Mister Green. He had the sound system in our district, really loud and powerful, you know. And, it's good. Nice. It's really Mr. Good. Green. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. See, see, it's little things like that, right? I mean, they don't get really widely documented. And I love that. Jeez. What did Mr. You know? Was Mr. Green playing ska at that time? Oh, it was literally at the time that there was obviously all the ska, and all, um, um, the American um, like people, like guys like people like Fats Domino, uh-huh. all those things yeah. were really played, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. until it, obviously when, 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 when Blue Beat and ska come around, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's early sixties, you know. Right. Right. So that 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 um yeah. So because the sound system was our our um, you, you can say it's our, it was our our um, newscaster basically, because mm-hmm. the, the songs was written and we learned about the through the, can, the lyrical content of the songs what's actually going on, you know. Right. Totally. You know, so, and, and, and so you moved. So you said you're about ten years old. Mm-hmm. You get to the UK. Um, and when, how old were you when, when you started to, to, to play music and to, I guess, your first band and all that stuff? 
the first band was literally after um i guess you can say i started music very early i had a, a, a little mouth organ for christmas present from my grandmother and i always got to give my the credit to my grandmother you know for giving my little harp that i play and 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 and, and what i did as well you know you, you can take the silver of the um you know when you open the, the, the cigarette packet right and with a silver and the i rip the silver off it and put it over wrap it over a comb mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. tunes. so i was, I was okay. doing that and, and probably that's why my grandmother got me a little, a little mouth organ for christmas you know this boy's play is making music you know right um, so so that's that that's from early that's when i started so i was you can say i was about seven or eight when i got that present wow and, did and that, that, went, that was when I got the bug. That was mm-hmm. when I hit. It was music, and that was it Jeez. from early age. And uh, was your first band the Specials, or were you? Did um, you have like a know, previous band? My first band was called the Merry Tones, and that was in Coventry. Okay, dang, yeah. that's a dope name. Um, yeah, <laughs> and it was um, it was me, my, my, yeah, or obviously Desmond, Desmond Brown from the keyboard player from the Selector, mm-hmm. uh, my best friend, one of my wow. best friends. And it was me, Desmond, and Lyde Minto, the bass player. He, he just recently died, you know? Great mm-hmm. bass player. Um, reggae, we call him reggae, and he was in drums. Um, and um, Winston Anderson on saxophone. And, nice. and um, um, Oris Chambers on vocal. Um, and that, that's, all, that's our first. Um, I remember the first time we actually did a gig was at, at um, a venue in, in, in Coventry Holbrooks, because I lived in Holbrooks. Okay. And it was called the railway, you know, and we we spent weeks, you know, in our little bedroom and rehearsing, and then in the garage. Cause we're we proper garage band, you know, mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. in the garage, you know, and we rehearsed. So we got all everything right. And I remember, um, I remember the first tune we had to play was uh, was um when I started by ding 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 ding. ding we're like a soul and reggae band, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, that's yeah. a really good, you, you know, and there's I remember the red velvet curtain in 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 the uh, the railway, you know, yeah, and packed because we got everybody out. It was absolutely packed. Wow! And the curtain drew, and I should go, ding 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 ding, ding, ding and I, I just froze up. I couldn't play. Wow! <laughs> so the band just start, the brass start, da, 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 da. So, so you know, I've been playing catch up ever since then. You know. Oh jeez! <laughs> yeah. And and the first gig. And with uh, how, how far past that was uh, the Coventry Automatics, which would then become the special. The Coventry Automatics coming after I after we we, we sort of exhaust ourselves in Coventry, and we decide Live Mint and I, the bass player, decide well, I we want to go to London because that's where everything happened, the bright lights of London. So we quit that band and we end up in London, mm-hmm. and then the London experience, which is um, which is an experience. I just burnt myself out. Everything discovered, discovered things that I, I, I discovered um, the the Black Panther and all these crazy things, all all sort of wacky things. And getting to the and then after that, I obviously Jimi Hendrix as well. Right. And I mm-hmm. been being a band, you know. So I met these guys, and um, we, we I got to a hippie band, which is like was real. That sort of Jimi Hendrix sort of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, then that's where the experiment of different little um. Magic mushrooms and all that sort of stuff, you know. So I burned myself out, right? And I went back from London and back back to Coventry, back back to Coventry. To where I started from, right, and right. I another band in Gloucester. Then I left Gloucester, back to Coventry. That's what when I met Jerry. Mm. And and when you guys first started, 
like I said, man, I'm a super fan. I know your blood type. I know your favorite food and everything. <laughs> uh, when you guys started Coach Automatics, you know, um, and this is just me assuming based on pictures that I would see of you guys, you know, um, it didn't look like you guys hadn't yet found the identity that people, most people associate with the specials yet. It was like there was still this, you know, trying to figure you guys out what, what your uh, mission was. And, and even the sound, you know, I know a lot of the songs uh, in early recordings, they'd be songs that you record later. Mm. Um, but tell us about that, like meeting the formation of Coventry Automatics that would then become mm. the specials. I've got to give the full credit to Bernie Rhodes, who managed The Clash. How this came about, I remember Jerry and I, we, we hitched from Coventry to London because, you know, The Clash was going out to and what, the, the, the Amberol tour. And, um, and, and um, The Clash's drummer, Jerry... Uh, um, Drum Rody, Jerry knew him. He was a guy from Coventry. So we got to meet up with him in Camden, you know? Mm-hmm. And we just, Jerry just pleaded. Because Jerry's the sort of guy who who never take no for an answer. But in whatever ways, he's going to get what he wants. Very determined guy. Wow. So he pleaded and begged and begged and asked and go on until in the end, Bernie said, okay, you guys can come and, and, and tour, with, you know, with the Clash. Wow. And, um... Our first concert with the Clash was at um, Aylesbury. And what, that year, night, what year was that? Oh my God, that, that, that would have been um, 77, 78 around that time. Wow. Yeah. And um, there's a band called the, the Automatics. So we had to change our name mm. from, from the Coventry Automatics. I, th- I think they were signed to, to, to Paladour Records, I think. So obviously, and us little guys, we, you know, we're nothing. So we had to, we had to change our audience from from the we, we tried from the from the automatics to the Coventry automatics, mm-hmm. and that, that just didn't you know it didn't it didn't so so right. And the first night in Hillsbury and 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 the tour with the Clash, mm-hmm. right? We just we had to go with the name now because we this is a we get thrown right at the deep end. We're gonna go on stage and who are, who is this band? And we just go well, well you know we're just specials man we're just specials. Mm. <laughs> Uh-oh. Wow, that's what the name come about. Jeez, nice. Ed. That, well, like mm. I said, like I said, when you guys, I'm I'm glad it, the name changed. First of all, I mean, jeez, it, <laughs> it, it it's it's uh, it it was a beautiful thing when I first uh, heard about you guys because before that, music for me didn't it didn't really matter if it, if it had a statement, if it had a message, and you guys were the first band in my young age. I mean, it was I w- it was probably me coming from grade school to to middle school is when I've got yeah. to two-tone music. And it definitely was a compilation called This R Two-Tone. It was like a pink label, and you guys were all over that. And then obviously your first record. So yeah. that was the first music where it was like, wow, this is this is something bigger than just what I'm hearing. This mm-hmm. is, you know, the, the words that are being said and, and the yeah. message that the band's carrying while they were playing live shows at the time, being integrated with black and white, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so when and why and... and, and I would imagine everybody was on board, but how did that, how did you guys decide, we're, this is what we're going to fight, this is what we're going to be about? Well, I would say, right, when, after we, we've, we've finished the, um, at the end of the hand parole tour with The Clash, Bernie Rose decided that he was going to, you know, he wants to manage us. So Bernie, um, as a smart, strange guy, he was, decided, um, but very smart, very clever, very, 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 uh, on top of things. He said to us that, um, First, we said we're ready to make a record, and Bernie says you guys are not ready. Bernie, we we we, we got to, to the done the tour at a wonderful review in New Musical Express. You know, 
it's this brand new band called, you know, there's the a specials, blah, blah. Wow, I'm hoping for the clash, you know? You know, and obviously, you know, to get just two lines in the, um, um, in the New Musical Express, right? It means everything to us. Bernie said, you guys are not ready for that, that big time yet. So what, 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 Bernie, what, what do you mean? So I got a plan. He sent us off to Paris to do a resident at a club called the Djibouti Club in Paris. Because around that time, right, we were playing like one ska song, one reggae song, one soul song, one punky song. It, it was never together. But mm-hmm. we never knew that they were just playing songs. We never, the, 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 um, the, the, the jigsaw wasn't together yet. It all didn't fit together yet, you know? But Bernie Rhodes spotted that. And even, even the way we dress, Bernie Rhodes said to us, just Bernie Rhodes says, go to a club, guys. Look around that club, right? And everyone... Make sure you look at everyone. If there's going to be one somebody, one person there who do not dress like everybody else, take that idea. <laughs> wow. Nice. I'll, wow. I'll put on, I'll come second-hand suits um, in Coventry by them, tonic suits and all that. I'll come to, guess when somebody into that, oh, come to Jerry's eyes. That was it. We're going to take that, 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 um, that trend. Wow. Then the old music come together, because without one, it don't, it, you know, we, we had to have the old package together. We didn't have the package together until... We got to Bernie Sanders. Even the song um, "Gangster" all come together in in, in France. We mm-hmm. come back from France, and I mean, I mean, you you just couldn't you couldn't write that script, you know? What we went through, can you guess it? It's crazy. That can't happen. This is like um some some space film. Some there's some ridiculous. What are you talking about? But the song come about by us going to France. The whole sound come about by coming back from France really down like that because we had such a rough time in France. A song was written about Roddy and, 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 and my guitar took away from us by the gangsters because the club that we played at was owned and run by the gangsters, mafias. Right. So wow. when, 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 I, when I had my guitar, guitar took away from me and Roddy's guitar took away from me, right, you know, the, 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 the boss of the club, short little guy, little guy, you know, you know, really sort of really well dressed guy, suit and everything, and we had a big fight in the in, in the in, in the hotel. This, the door was smashed down. Wow. Mm-hmm. And because I took my guitar and and when that happened, and that guitar was I mean, I, I bought a guitar because of Steve Crapper, the Fender Telecaster, because of Steve Crapper, who played on all the old all the, the, the stacks stuff. Stacks, yeah. That's where I get to, I gotta get a guitar like that, you know. So I decided, well, um, when the guy come in and these these big guys just grab my guitar and grab Roddy's guitar, and, and within seconds we never expected. So obviously I decided, well, you know something, I'm not leaving this hotel until I get my guitar. And around those times, um, my Britishness went, and I probably. Come back to and describe it like where my Britishness went, right? I don't know if you do the history of Jamaica, right? There's there's the Maroons. Yes, way back, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in the, the cockpit, the cockpit country. The Maroons was 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 controlled by the, the Spaniards. But mm-hmm. after Britain did they, they were you know, and, and they're the only sort of warriors that Britain couldn't control. Because they disappeared and they, you know, and that's when the ignorance and the warrior come out of me. I said, I'm not leaving my guitar, you ever kill me. That's hmm. what I can come out. I stopped talking English and start talking Patwa. Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't even understand myself what I was talking about. <laughs> but I was so mad, you know? Of course. I said, I'm not leaving. Nah, never tell me get me guitar. You're going to kill me. 
if big fight in the hotel fire a winner got so much please come that was it we we got pushed out and everything by it's about 10 minutes walk from the from the hotel to the venue right by the time we walked to the venue and that time i was so mad i was bumping on everyone who looked like a french right i, was <laughs> <laughs> I just right, wanted to fight somebody who was french you know yeah me too by the time we get to um get to the club right the venue all the equipment was there how did that happen they just get the mafias get all the guns out and go and demand all the equipment and was wow. there gangster wow. gangster, <laughs> gangster. why must I record my phone call you promise uh, you, you know like you say you've been threatened by a gangster but it's you that's threatening me mm-hmm. gangster. Dirty, then that's the number nice. one hit, man. That's the I think that's that song perfectly and, and to tell you even worse thing, right? Our drummer, original drummer, Silverton, left left the band before we before we record that song. We 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 at rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And Silver Silverton come on and said, Jerry, Silverton was very argumentative. It's a very argumentative guy. And Jerry, it was all the, the subject of, of arguing with him. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> When you're the leader, you 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 gotta take all the crap that comes from being a leader. <laughs> right, you know? Yeah, go for it, Jerry. Yeah. And uh, that's funny you bring you bring up Jerry because I mean that whole um, the campaign, the whole mm-hmm. uh, the whole um, like the artwork and and, yeah. and everything that surrounded. It seemed like it was just one big mm-hmm. uh, a mar- like a great marketing without without it having the negative connotation. Yes, and and like I said, it, it definitely marketed you know racial harmony. You know, mm-hmm. black and white, okay. and a lot, a lot of the two tone bands had mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, I, I got. I've got to give Jerry's credit. Very, very, very smart, clever guy. Probably, I look back at him and I think to myself, "Well, you know something. He probably was too clever for himself because, like, he should he, he should have done a lot more." But you know something. That's what come out of him. That's what come from him, and that come from 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 us. He, to me, I look at the seven guys in the band, right? And you think, "How the hell did this work?" From such different backgrounds, but that is what the world is coming to right now. All from different backgrounds. National, you, you you look all the, the marches going on, right? And look at the amount of people coming out, you know, supporting Black Lives Matters. You know, mm-hmm. that is exactly where we're coming from. Definitely, and and yeah. and you guys had to deal with with all kinds of you know racism, uh, being being who you guys were. Oh, um, man. right. I, I mean, the National Front. Oh man, and I'm sure you have many many stories. I I'm curious mm. because it's 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 you know parallels, right? So. Obviously, racism is the congruent thing that's always ha- happened. But what what are you noticing? You know that that reminds you of of those days with the National Front, seventy nine, eighty, uh, seventy eight, when you guys were, were doing your thing. Well, I see. I, I just I saw some image coming out of England right now. You know, and um, and I just shake my head and it goes, "We've done the rock against racism, great rock against you know, we've done our gig in Coventry, and then you got like um." The, the clash and, and um steel pots and all those bands did it in victory park in london you know because that was a that's where we're coming from you know that's part of our our our, our um our uh, our background you know and to see right now we're seeing images coming up with i'm gonna what's gone wrong and the only thing because because don't get the guys are like you know we're all in our 60s now so i mean those who are causing the african england other are, 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 are the children of our children basically where did we went wrong that you still have that kind of um right right mentality of some of these kids that's coming out but not kids but guys coming out mm-hmm. and, and, and 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 so destructive you know because we because even at times when you like with never me are the two blacks in the band we had two other guys um trevor and rex who work with us so there's 
you know, there's four of us blacks. Really. It's a real multiracial organization we had there, you know? You know, with, with, with Jerry and, and Terry and Oris and Roddy. It was wonderful, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. You know, you know, even, even even when you look at it, right, even our first record produced by Elvis Costello, right. you can see the connection. Because Elvis started watching the Detective House, that song, right? Obviously, who else, who else we going to go to to produce a record for us than a guy who's just on a big hit called Watching the Detective with the record? That to put all the rhythm together, he did it. So in a way, it really sort of helped us to merge all those different sounds together: the jazz, the funky there, the the, the, the bit of um um punky there, punky mm -hmm. guitar. It's all come together, but it right. come together by having the right people around us. So definitely start from from Bernie, who, enc who, who encouraged us music and visual. We didn't have it, we didn't have it yet. Can you look right. at those photographs? You can see. Yeah. But after that, we start coming together, the visual start coming together, and we got the clothes together, then the sound merged together, and then the old that's when the old two tone sound thing come together. When when um you know, when I think about the like the two tone movement in general and then the specials specifically, I always I, I always and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but um I always think of that as the first time that uh musicians outside of Jamaica um, attempted to play music that was rooted in Jamaican music stylistically, but mm. but made something different out of it, right? Like now, you know, however many years later we take that for granted, you have like a band like Sublime that did it, you have like all the third wave ska stuff in the 90s, you mm. know, that, and so it, it's something that's been done many times, but when I think about you guys, it's, mm. you know, one of, if not the first time that someone outside of Jamaica said, we're going to play Jamaican music, but it's not going to be, you know, textbook the way the Scatolites were playing it or whatever. Mm. Was that, um, did you guys discuss that? Did you have a plan stylistically? Were you, you know, was the intention to play like the Scatolites and it just turned into something else? Or, or how did how did the style come about where it's now this, you know, second wave of Jamaican music, really? Oh, the, the individuals, that, 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 the band members. I was born in Jamaica, so the obvious thing, the one who played the instrument, that's going to come from the mm -hmm. Because at the time it was Blue Beat and Ska. Obviously, uh, Rock City, from that, then turned reggae. Yeah, so that's my roots, you know. Jerry, um, Jerry was born in India. He's come from a totally different background, you know. Um, right. Oris was come from very middle class, upper class background as well. Um, Terry, working class. Roddy, lead guitar, working class, punky edge. Mm -hmm. um, um, so you can see where you're putting all these people because Jerry was more probably more tra trained musician than us. From his background, so we we get all those different um, elements together and put them together, right? You know, which we had it there, but we didn't know how to merge them together until Bernie Rose. Bernie Rose didn't even know what he was. I mean, he didn't he knew what he was saying, but he couldn't explain to us how we should do it. Mm -hmm. But through good sinners of France, the Paris, we put the old so Gerald play his thing. Horace's Horace is a very very sort of um um you listen to his bass playing and you think of like um you know he's got a jazz funky. Thing with my he does all those you know he's an, an incredible bass player like on nightclub but, that kind of stuff yes yeah and he, yeah he, all of that so you can see where all the pieces of the jigsaw put together and it worked and i just and and, and, and it's like with brad brad just says as long, i just hold the rhythm down for brad because mm -hmm. if you notice within the special right who does most of the improvising brad did a lot of it you got it there, boy. You got it. I'm not calling the boy to take the word, but you got it there, my son. I'm not going to take that. He really did, man. He had so much flavor. Yeah, yeah my son, yes. 
Brad was the one that did all the improvise. You think about, so you, because you normally know, score guitar player that does all the improvising, you know, lead the orchestra. But the one who does most of the improvising in the band is the drummer. Right, right. That is what makes the special sounds so at that time so unique. Because we talk about like the um like the scatterlights, right? We hear all those music, right? And and Brad from Northern Soul go right on. He listened to all of that, right? But sometimes I wonder, how the hell did he put it together without it falling apart without a train wreck? Right. He'll do his roles and, he, and he, the guy will start up doing a sort of a reggae role up and, 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 and you know the rim shot and then then go into a rocky role. If you want, how did he do how did he do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And get away with it. It's a wicked mm-hmm. drummer. Do you, do you remember though, like being cognizant at the time of like, wow, this is something like no one's ever done this before where it's because you know, you had bands outside of Jamaica that would play reggae, you know, like Oswald, Steel Pulse. Yes, um, there, were, th- there were some American reggae bands in the 70s, mm-hmm. but they were really trying to emulate Jamaican music. That was like yeah. the, the goal. But but you guys, you know, were really doing something new and it makes sense with what you just explained with all the different um, factors yeah, and where people were coming from. But do you remember like ever a point where you were in like the midst of it going like, whoa, this is like, no one's ever done anything like this before? Um, it all come together so well because I think, I think if you sit down and try to to, to create that right yourself, right? You never, you gotta get the right guys in to start with the right players mm-hmm. and just let them be themselves. We let Roddy be himself. I just mm-hmm. strictly hold on the rhythm there. Brad said I was like his metronome, you know? I just hold it and I'm, he just, so he gives him chance because you know when, when he goes and do anything, whatever he does, he's gonna come back and I'm gonna be the right there for him to catch back, you know? Right. I, I won't be improvising with him, improvising as well, because it, 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 you know, it's not um, jazz funk, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? It's just, uh, you know, so I think it's just the individual, listen to all of us, the way we played and where we, we, you know, um, even, even like with Neville, Neville come up with, with some little bits, right, which was just super with the little lines that he pulled off, you know, it's, you know, you can't come in, you know, and, you know, because literally that was like, he was actually in the toilet, because <laughs> Sit in the toilet seat, right? He leave the door wide open, and everybody coming in, he said, I'm smoking the giants, right? And, and I'll tell you, and, and, you're not gonna do it. You can't come in. <laughs> <laughs> That's how me and Devin met. That's how me yeah, and Devin same met. Same way. Yeah. I was like, you can't come in. So like, I'm come coming on. In. I'm coming I'm in. in. Yeah. Coming in. You can see all those characters, you know. And Rodney, oh, so it's, it's just a, a, an amazing seven guys that really, for, for whatever reason, it shouldn't have worked. And right, that right. Mm. Did Did you guys? I mean, like I said, you guys wore wore that badge like you did not hide the fact that you guys were speaking out against racism mm-hmm. yep. uh and obviously cheers, cheers to that by yeah the way. cheers to that and, and yeah. because mm-hmm. there's not there's many one. bands that you can put in that column that that are are most bands if they if they feel adamant about it it's their individual mm-hmm. thoughts or individual you know how how, how they're going to um think about that subject and then they don't want to you know be that kind of band that maybe he puts himself out there, but you guys definitely did. And I would imagine the repercussions that ha- happened because of that. W- was there a time because your guys' audience was, you know, rude boys, rude girls, skinheads. Yes. And, and, and the biggest misconception about a skinhead in an original skinhead is that all, yes. all skinheads are racist, you know? And, and I'll and tell you a story. Uh, uh, Karen, Karen, I'll tell you a story with what come from me, right? You know, Karen, Karen, Karen. And that's just, uh, you know, around that time, I would imagine there's, there's, skinhead real skinhead fans and then with with the national front um you know adopting that kind of image mm-hmm. i can imagine it getting very you know 
very crazy during shows and whatnot, you know. Mm. So, so if you could talk about that. Mm. We had a few of those, right? But this one, right, with, um, I don't know if you remember, um, I, 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 there's two incidents. I got stabbed in Coventry, and that was literally being at the wrong place at the wrong time. And I got um, beaten up in London, and that was, I, I really, ever, even when they have, you know, described um, the attackers, there are three guys, right? To out of fight like hell, right? And uh, and to me, that night, the next morning, I had to get on a, a plane from Heathrow, go to, to go and do the Montrose Jazz Festival. I was, my ribs was cracked, and I decided it's not going to stop me from going to play, right? But, I, but anyone else for me to describe, well, can you describe what the person? I never describe it. Because I know better that once with me, right, saying I put a label and a person with a dress code run, right? Right. You know what the media is going to do about that. Mm-hmm. And it's twice it happened to me where I refuse wow. to say, to give a description of the person because I know we've got, you know, I mean, I said just in, in, in my, in my, my brogues, my loafers, my my staples, my 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 brutal shirt, my bench yeah. shirt. We wear the same this year, so it's like the only difference is it's different color of our skin. We're just the same way, you know. So if I went and, and, and described exactly the the the, the 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 person, the three guys, what your dress code, right? Then it would have been trouble, right? So I'd never done that, right? The same way I got um I got a, a few years ago, I got. Um, nearly got robbed in in London, right? And it was so funny, right? This guy said to me, the guy followed me in, in the shop, and, and I was just uh, put my wallet in my pocket, broad daylights at four o'clock in the evening, and he grabbed my hand, and I goes, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" Me being polite, you know. For, I forget how to be a Jamaican, you know. Forget <laughs> my room, you know. Yeah. And I said, "What are you doing?" Because it is it it is my wallet. You must give me my wallet. So I said. What are you talking about? This is my wallet. What are you talking? It is mine. Wow. And I dropped him into the shop. And I said, "Did I just come in here?" The guy said, "Yes." And then little crow's brother. And he said, "Look at take, look at the ID. It is mine. It's me." I pull up my ID. Right, it's got Washington State driver's license with a photograph of me. And I said, "Is this you or is it me?" He said, "But it is my, it it, 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 you know, it is my wallet." And I let go of it and he, and he run off. Right. And when the police asked, how to describe it, because obviously, from the description, it's someone from the Eastern Black country, right? I never said that, because my next door neighbor in, in Coventry was Polish, and I love, God bless Joe, and, and, <laughs> and I love Joe, he's tied now. Joe. Uh, we, 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 we celebrate Joe, man. What a this wonderful for Joe. Joe to you, my young. And his wife, Alice, wonderful. So I never, I never described the person's acts. I just, I went, I, went, I went to the police station, I had to give my statement and everything, and I never described, I just said he was in a white shirt and I'm described that he's a white guy in a white shirt and that's it. <laughs> that's wow, what I say. Man. Whenever I deal with the police, I just say it's a white guy in a white shirt. That's my go-to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time. He's trying to, he's trying to even it out over the years, Devin. Like just, that's a white guy in a white no, shirt. White guy in a white shirt. Sometimes I just go to the police station and I'm just like, white guy in a white shirt doing something. <laughs> doing something. Go look, go look, go look. Because that, that way, politically, they cannot throw it onto the Eastern Bloc people from Poland and say, oh, they got and put it, you know, and you know what all negative it can be, you know, back it, because I know I learned from that when when there's a, a little, um, 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 and back or whatever, statue in, in, in London years ago, right, you know, oh, it's a black guy, it's a, it's a, and everyone become mm-hmm. a Jamaican, 
this matter what what country you're originally from you're a jamaican so you know and mm -hmm. I, I i learned that no don't don't you know give the police some discussion but don't let it get out because it can get out of one way people been pigeonholed you know and and, and get dragged dragged into a situation where everyone become uh, uh all polish people or people from from eastern block become criminals you know and thieves you know and it's wrong right it's wrong you know and that's why i never i never described those three guys as as, 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 as um as skinheads i never i've never done that mm -hmm. wow it you is know. true like because you bring up that point and it, it is true it's like you know when when a when something when when a white person does something negative right if a white person comes and robs you and you go say oh it was a white guy mm. the people you know it doesn't it, it just reflects because of the way our culture is and and the racism that pervades it just reflects on that individual okay this one white dude robbed you but when you go and say oh it was a black person did it yeah. then all of a sudden oh well that makes sense because you know this is another example of how black people are criminals and yeah. and it, yeah. you know when, when it happens from a black person it's like that now that's representative somehow of the race but when a white person does it no it's just the individual you right. know so like I, I, do know, I do know there's problem with with eastern black people in, in london you know and they've been talking they've been giving a rough time because mm -hmm. one as it says right you know the one bad apple in the bunch spoil the rest you know and um and, and it's sad because we, we shouldn't do that you know but we uh, you know as a minority i've gone through it so i know and and, and that's why i've learned not to go and and, and put because politically you know the the, the, the politicians they're just waiting to find these things to jump on those especially like like in england where you got like the um the the brexit and all that right they're just looking for anything to to, to label those people from poland that they don't want there now mm give them a bad name all right. of them wrong it's wrong well man yeah. I, I i really want you to we were talking on the phone the other night and sure. i really want you to, to to retell the story of, of what happened to you recently obviously we know that racism is still here today and oh yeah so okay. you know, it's, it's <laughs> the story of, you know it's it is it is so this is this was it the little Eddie would be coming really nicely right you know Right, I didn't know. So I've had a little shit because my beard was like down there, you know. And you Santa know, Claus, yes, yeah. Santa Claus, and obviously I've got, I've got, I've got a couple of grandkids you now, so you know I've got to play the part of being, a, being a granddad, which is of course, of course, which is yeah, white hair, yeah. yeah you got so, it. so anyway, um, been, been with the lockdown and everything, and can't go, so I decided to um, to go to this um shop um, you know my barber shop, it's a hairdresser and a barber shop as well, to to um you know. You see, they're open, you know. So anyway, uh, adjoining to the barbershop is a, a, a accessory shop that sells everything, every every sort of um, wigs and, and whatever you want to get for the you know that sort of you know. So anyway, um, I saw the door open. And I thought, oh, I can go and buy myself a electric grill so I can just shave up and everything, you know. So I walked in and I look around and I find this one that yeah, this one will do right. So I'm waiting to say, excuse, and anybody serving and this 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 woman just woke. I don't know where she come from because. What are you doing in here? <laughs> so I said, "Well, I, I I I come to buy this." She says, "Oh, did you get in?" I said, "The door's open, so I walked in." Well, you shouldn't have been in here. And I was going, "Well, I didn't know, but that, that's you know." And and she, she grabbed the box off me, and, and I goes, "Oh man!" And I I, I hold my composure, I hold myself. I didn't I didn't get angry with her. It was back in the days in my twenties, right? Oh my God, it would have been hell. Cause twenties. You have all the energy and the ignorance and everything. I would have gone mad at her. I didn't. I just shake my head and goes, and and all I got out of that run, I said, excuse me, by the way, I'm from England. I'm British. 
Mm -hmm. So I use my privilege of my British sounding voice to calm her down. Which is, that is true. There is a there is a privilege. Yeah, yeah. You you had to um, you had to make her comfortable and fit into her white comfortability. Where she been? Yes, you had to come into her comfort zone. Yeah, you know, don't because don't get it. She's been she's been she's been been been, been brainwashed in that way of seeing every black person out in that way as a criminal. But right. as soon as I opened my mouth and I started talking to her, and she realized, oh. Oh, well, we're not open now, you know? <laughs> it was a broad American accent with it, right? It would have been a right. different story. Well, there's something romantic about, I mean, you know, with Agro's touring, it, it is, right? I mean, you go and anybody from America and say, oh, that accent's lovely. Yeah. You, you know, it's a foreign yeah. accent. You automatically get a, a, a free pass, a freebie card because yeah. you're, oh, you're black, but you got this beautiful. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Oh, I'm wow. Like, like the movie stars, right? Like the movie. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Exactly. That's why it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm the anchor record BLM, which is Black Lives So You know, I'm not trying to preach to you. I'm not trying to teach you. I'm just trying to reach out and say Black Lives Matter. And part of it is, is that all you see is just the color of my skin? Can you, you know, because that's what's been the image that's been put a portrait to those people. This guy coming in, he's, he, he, he might have a gun. He's, he, he, well, they presume that I've already got, a, you know, I've already come in the crime before I even open my mouth, you know? Right. You're, you're guilty, not, you know, before you come in any crime, you're guilty, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and that's why, like, with us on Black Lives Matter, you know, BLM, that's what I've gone through and get through it. And, and it's something that I never say where. That what what's what um Steve that happened to me where the woman she would you know she she was very upset because you know and, and us like home from England didn't really at the first time didn't understand there was um that 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 that, that um that divide we didn't we, we, we didn't answer okay? we didn't have that in one thing one thing must be like with the British they can be hypocrites you know they won't tell you to your face that they don't like you because you're black. But Americans will let you know that I don't like it because you're black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, we got some hypocrites here too. Don't don't yeah. worry about that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, Lizzie B in the comments has a question. I'm gonna put What's it up, up on the Lizzie? screen here. Are Hi, the, Lizzie. Hey, right Lizzie. Up. She wants to know: Are the specials done touring? Well, at the, at the rate we're going, right? And the age we are, no, no ideas, right? <laughs> Who knows if we'll bring it back? No, right. About that, we're but, all done touring. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the time being, we can't tour. You know, we were meant to be. As a matter of fact, this month we we're meant to be um, with with um, at Jastenberry with um, Taylor Swift. Oh, wow, yeah, me too, man. me too. Um, Diana Ross, <laughs> the Queen of Soul. You know, wow, wow. We were on the Legend spot on the Sunday. Paul McCartney was was meant to be in the Saturday. Just a couple little people. Just yeah. yeah I, Kendrick Lamar, you know, he was on the Friday. That was his night, you know. Jeez, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> you know, the, the, the legend spot, you know. But unfortunately, everything goes down. So we can keep our fingers crossed. So for what's the name? Um, do you think, think your Do you think your agent knew? He knew everything was going to close down. So he was just like, oh, yeah, you guys are going to be playing with Taylor Swift. And you're going to be playing with uh, Paul McCartney. <laughs> who do you want to Who do you want to play with? Uh, it's oh. funny because you're playing with them. You know, kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> Oh, ooh, sorry. Like, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, you know, it was it, you know it was like one of those things where um, you know, with with what's happened, I just locked down everything and 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 obviously we we you know we're um um keeping my fingers crossed 
and hoping that um, the next step now, because uh, you know we've you know we've um, directly signed to Island Records, so nice. you know record companies are like you know major companies they you know they that, that doesn't change. They still want to give you a good kick of the backside because they want the next record and the next mm-hmm. record. Right. Right. But unfortunately, right now we have to lock down for the time being. Um, so um, and out of the, I can, I'm more like I said next year. I think next right. year we'll be back up there after this, after the after we've got rid of Corona and, and all that stuff. I think we will be back and and fingers crossed nice. Nice. we will be back with a new record. Yeah, that'd be awesome, that man. Tour. Yeah, that'd and be then, awesome. Final um, encore, but it's gonna be an encore again. Yeah. Sidewinder zero three six wants to know where's your favorite place to tour and why. Um, I must say I love going to Japan because the Japanese are so polite and they're so this program and so organized and everything. You know, from you know, you know what we're like. We, we, we're you know we're we're all decided. We go there. We want to you know. Everyone, that would, we're just not, we're never going to come to timekeeping, you know. Right. I'll be in time, but the Japanese are very, very, very mm-hmm. structured time people, and I think that's where I enjoy the most, you know, the Japanese audience. You know, it's crazy because Roger and I went to Japan together in the band we've been playing in uh, Long Beach Dub All Stars uh, yeah. about a year ago. And um, it was my first time in Japan. Was it yours too, Roger? It was, right? Uh, pretty much my first time, yeah. yeah. I, I'd played and, Fuji Rock before that, but it's my first right. time. Go ahead. And yeah. I mean, at, I had always, everybody had always told me that, you know, Japan, oh, Japan's the best. It's the best, the best. And so I had high expectations. Yeah. And usually when you have high expectations, you kind of are disappointed. I, mm. I was not disappointed. It, it, despite my high expectations, it was still better than I imagined. Japan mm. was amazing. So. Well, it's one thing that I brought my, um, my son there and. And and he he he, he, he decided to order. Um, he looked at the menu and he and he more responded his finger. I'm gonna have that one. <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, watch out for that one. <laughs> you know, that left a bad taste in his mouth. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. You can't you can't do that one. No no. Oh, um, James, this is an interesting question. James wants to know, Linville, what are some contemporary reggae artists that you listen to now? Right now, I listen to um, what they call that London. They're from London. I think they're really good. They, they, the Skints, the Skints, yeah, those are yeah. those are the, those are our good friends. Really, really good. Cheers and to the Skints. You know, all, cheers all, to the Skints. All, all the years I've seen, I've I've seen the Hagridites grow into a, a band where I, I just what I can say from from the first time I saw them, I fell in love with these guys, and I just thought, oh my god, yeah. I want, and I, I'm, I've been pleading with them. How many years now? Fifteen years. I've known each other for a bit, yeah. But each time, wherever you know, if they're in London, I just turn up, and I just get on stage with them wherever I right? Yeah, that's just, big, man. They, they, they allow me to do, get on and do whatever I want to do with them, and I just love them, you know. So really, I'll say yeah. from, from America, the Agrolites, definitely my favorite, favorite, favorite band from me too. Uh, and my and um and, and I was the skins in England, my favorite reggae band. Nice. The that I I look out for. You know. What about in, what about any? Um, are there any contemporary Jamaican uh, artists you like? I like I like Coffee. I think she's really good. Yeah. I like Chronics because Chronics yeah. is both from Spanish Town, which is which I was like, I got a big up Spanish Town, man, big up Spanish nice. Town. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. King some do it, you know. A Spanish one, a mashed up now with the artist, them, you know. <laughs> so I, I gotta say, uh, uh, Chronics, wonderful, one talented guy, you know. Do you know Chronics? We want him on the show. Can you get him on the show for us? Oh, <laughs> I, each time I go to Jamaica, I, I never seem to be I, I, because I have to get um, 
I love I love to get my connection from from Island Records to to hook us up. You know. Yeah, mm, please. Nice. That's a good you know. Mm. I I love Chronics and Coffee too. I think this new like it seems to be like a crew, right? You have like artists like Chronics and Coffee and Kabaka Pyramid and Protege, and they all seem to be like connected. And it's I love that whole crew. It's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool here, so. I mean, even, even if it's like even like with um, John Nine, even Jesse like Royal. With, uh, John Nine as well. Wicked, mm-hmm. wicked, yeah. my. Uh, and, and even even it's like the older artists like like Freddie McGregor, right? Yeah, I love Freddie McGregor because Freddie McGregor he's doing exactly what Freddie McGregor should be doing, right? He's getting because you know his sons are, they're all pretty decent musicians, decent producers as well, you know. Right, and they're, right. They're, they're merging with, with you know with the um with the youngsters, you know. I think Fred McGregor respect to him, man. You know? Yeah. Wow. Say, I don't know if you've heard um Toots latest song. Mm-mm. He's he's got a new album coming out. You know, first 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 new material in like about fifteen years. No, I think right. it was written that um Zach Starkey. You know, Zach Starkey's um yeah um son Ringo's Ringo's son. Yeah, Ringo's son. It's really yeah, yeah. really good. Wow. One track, and I'm going. Yeah, he just he got him. Toots just sit there. His voice just you know, it's not up there. He just you know, it's just bled and just sit there, nice, dumb, you know. Right, right, right. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Mm. I- I, I would be people would grill me if I didn't bring up this question, right? Because it's so relevant to the scene we're in. But did you hear about this this thing that happened with Facebook and like uh, how they took down like the profiles of, of anti-racist skinheads, along, along with Neville Neville's uh, on the headline of a lot of this? Did you see that? I think that was really weird because they put up a picture of me as Neville Staple, you know? <laughs> I saw that, man. And check it out. I, we're going to bring that up. I, 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 saw, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. But it, it, is, it is like um, people don't, they don't do their research to find exactly where we're coming from, who right. we are, you know? And what yeah. we've done. And, and you know, and I, I, I just think it's, um, it's, you know, especially with, with, with all this modern technology, right? it's going to take a second to do your research. <laughs> Could you... It's got, to, it's got to be the Russians, you know? Right. Yeah, it's the Russians. Can you, you know, I think, like, for the three of us who, who grew up, like, you know, immersed in, like, rude boy culture and ska culture and, and all that stuff, mm. it's, like, almost second nature, like, an obvious thing to, to, you know, to when we say skinhead, we know what we're talking about. But I think there might be, like, a lot of people watching who that's the first time they've ever heard the term skinhead in a reggae context, you know? So maybe... You know, no better person than you to maybe like talk to some of the people who might be watching. Like, why do they keep talking about skinheads? And like, you know, tell them what we're talking about here. You know, you know, my my good man Dan Letts, he's done a um, um, a documentary on skinheads. Wicked you know? documentary. We all come from that. We're all London. You know, from when I, when I, when I lived in London, right? That is that that's our culture. So really, especially the the, the, the smart dress, right? Which you know, um, the, the, the Jamaicans dress really, really. Smart, you know, I think that that influenced the the the, the, the skinheads and the mods, you know, mm-hmm. the, the visual. So we, we, and and plus the music, it's all it was it, the music that, that literally, I mean, um, my God, I'm, I'm just thinking, oh, just flashback in the good old days <laughs> with my skinhead girlfriends and we we all dressed we are all of the other brutal shirts and our bed and and we all dress when we go in town and. You know, and it was so. It was just. It was. It was just a real. As a matter of fact, I would say that we were more. Um, we were more um, together than than any other any other culture. The black and white was far more. Together. The, the Indians was a bit. This you know, like the, the from India or Pakistan, right? They never merged as much as 
us and obviously we had the music and the music lovers of you know of loving that you know those reggae music right mm -hmm. together. so we were it's it, it, you know the the, the, the national front try and try to take the our, 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 our split up our crowd right and, and and um and it didn't work it didn't work right you had the one or two that that, that um end up being part of the football hooligan side right who's mm -hmm. called skinny right they weren't they weren't they were they were not because all our friends we all grew up together and we all dress the same way the same dress code we go with your group pine together we you know the music playing we just dance and it, you know it, 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 it was it was totally wonderful so it's, it's it's um when anyone for those who, who do, do not um um know just check out donlet's um um it's i think it's done with with um with fred perry, a fred perry um documentary right with, right um, by donlet's you know and we'll talk about you know with the clothes and the fashion and I know we on the music, Elizabethan Regger and all those, you know, all those classic, you know, Richard of the Jungle, all those classic stuff that we we like, you know, music. Because mm -hmm. one thing with music, you know, it really it it, it it's what cement us together. Music, good music, we, you know, it it, it, it holds us together, it bonds us together, you know, and um and and I think the rhythm that from from the from the from those you know. It just hold us together, and that's what it, we never we we never see color. Because if if if, if you know, I I could go out right, and um, I can say Roger, okay, here's my shirt, right? You put on my shirt. I'm taking on your shirt, right? You wouldn't get to well, no difference, Roger. Well, you know, I mean, I'm 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 much bigger now. I'd so. like to see you wear one of Roger's shirts, actually. Roger yeah, has yeah. a good shirt. <laughs> Roger, Roger. Well, well, hats, hats, because I got a bigger head than you do, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> and so is that is that what happened then? Like in terms of. The um, because I myself don't really um understand too well the connection uh between so it, the National Front came and then they did they start like coming to reggae shows and seeing like the black and white skinheads and they said oh we're gonna adopt this fashion or how well, did it make the transition? I think it's politics again, right? Because all stem from 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 politics, right? The National Front was a political party, uh -huh. and they recruit some of these um. People, whether it doesn't matter, you don't have to be skinny enough to be part of National Front, you know. But they just saw it as as part of the football crowd. They want them there because you know they shout, they make noise. And I'm, I imagine at, even at times when um, the media went over the top, right, with um, with um, violence at all. And it's only about six or seven skinny. I mean, there's one that me and Neville and and and, 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 and Jerry got off the stage, right. And throw these guys out, smash one of Roddy's guitar over this, this guy, right? Throw him out, get back on the stage and play it. Because the National Front, National Front, um, National Front guys, I would just call them skinhead, National Front supporters. Right. right. And throw them out. Right. And so, did there, tell me, did there come a time when you started feeling, when people started feeling like, man, like we can't even, now it feels weird to even go out there and like be a skinhead because people might see us and, and not yeah. know. You know, are, are these like racists or what is this? It's so wrong. It is so wrong to look at a person and and, and, and literally look at the person just code and just goes, he's an evil bastard. That's so wrong. But he got to the stage where a small group of people literally get the front page. They shouldn't, they shouldn't, we shouldn't even be talking about them right now, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, we should talk about skinhead who love reggae music and reggae mm -hmm. out of skinhead. And that's where we are, you know? But For sure. The, the political side of it, from the national front side of it, right? 
you come and disturb you. As I said, you know, we, we have thousands of people and, we, and there's only about 10 guys in there coming right. to this car and we throw them out. Yep. And the crowd yeah. helps us throw them out. Right. And see the car and plane. Wow. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's a, that's the a crazy thing, right? Because I, if you're in America and mm. you see someone with shaved head, boots, and braces, there's no doubt for the average person. There's n- they will have zero doubt. Oh yeah, that guy is a straight up neo Nazi. It and and in America, mm. Mm, probability is yeah, you're probably right. But <laughs> you know, just because over the years yeah. it has changed to that. But, but I, it, yeah, I in England, it was not like that. Right. right. It was not like that when we're playing with. We, we, yeah, oh my God! We, you see, all, all, we, we all just milling together. We all, you know, and especially with, with, with our tonic, tonic throws and tonics, so, right? We just, you know, it, you know, it's, it's part of it. It's, 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 it's part of our family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was until the National Front spoiled it, and I think when, what the National Front do the history, right, that's what spoiled it and get it over here and get it to because you know, it, it, even like in Germany as well, right? You know, we've seen them in Germany, right? You know, I was like, what do you do because? It's about the music. Have you got it? You got it. You, you get what? Where you, come to, where you come to a concert for? If you don't come to the music, you're at the wrong place. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, can uh, There's another comment here or a question in the comments section. This must be from a guitar player. Horace Cohen. He wants oh, to know, Horace. are all the special songs played with downstrokes? I'm the rhythm guitar, yes, because that's where you get, the, especially the rhythm side of it, you get the full, the full body of the, of, of the sound. Before you go into that question, I just got to—I just got to go. Hats off, man. When I was young and I started listening to, to two-tone music, and then I started listening to old-school Jamaican music, I was like, "There's something special about the guitar in the special songs because yeah. you, you got it." Yeah. And obviously, from Jamaica, everything makes sense. But yeah. by gosh, if you listen to any special song back in the day up until mm-hmm. now, That's that guitar funny. characteristic is mm-hmm. what brings the Jamaican characteristic in, in my opinion. So, so hats mm-hmm. off to you for that. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, thanks, 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 bro. Respect. Thank you. Respect. But it's definitely the rhythm. The don't try the rhythm. Because you, you, I, I see, I, I mean, like, like say, Neil Davis from The Selector, great guitar player, right? But he plays rhythm because he goes upstroke. And you go, hey, you know. And you go, jump. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a way, when we hit it from down that way, you get the, a, 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 a nicer sound to it, you know, the body. It's much yep. nicer when you go up with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, wow. and that's that's how Jamaicans, Jamaican guitar players would would play. It was all downstroke, yeah. right? For that reason, I met um I met the, the, the wonderful Mr. Ernest Wrangling, you know, and yeah. he's a wonderful man, and you know, and, 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 and I mean, we, we watch those guys, and you, you take tip from him, you know. Brilliant man, excellent. Same thing with uh, Hux Brown, the guitar player mm-hmm. Hux Brown. Yeah, he mm-hmm. he he told me that it's at the a festival one year. He was talking about the downstroke and yeah. yeah, it makes sense, right? Because like like you said, it's like when you're coming from up, if you're mm-hmm. going an upstroke, you're hitting all the high strings first. First, yeah, and you're gonna miss just naturally. You're gonna miss some of those low strings. Exactly. But when you're going down, you're if you're missing anything, it's gonna be the high strings, and that's okay. You know, pre- you know, ideally you're hitting all six strings, but all six strings. That's that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Devin. But, Devin plays guitar as well. Yeah, Devin plays. So he's, he's, he wants to challenge you. Have you got Fender Telecasters like me? Like me? I've got my love is all, and it's because of Steve Crapper. Mm-hmm. I've always been a hollow body guy. I like, uh, I like, um, 
the Epiphone Casino played that guitar for a long time, and I've got a Guild. My my brother has a Guild from the early '60s that I play. A Guild Guild hollow, hollow Body. It's got a nice nice mm-hmm. nice chunk for for reggae. But I play a Fender Strat with Roger in the Long Beach Dub All Stars because there's a lot of uh, solos yeah. that need to be happening and stuff. I, I, I don't know what I don't know because like um you know like when you that might sound strange but when you go like to listen to like sort of country music with a with a Telecaster there's something about it. Mm-hmm. Or with um, you know, listen to Otis Redman, listen to Steve Cooper with a Telecaster. There's something about that guitar. Where I, I always tend to think of like Strat now, it's Jimi Hendrix, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. It's that, that sound, you know. It's much more. Um, it's got a thing about it, you know. It's the, yeah. It's an amazing instrument. Yeah. Um, specifically yeah. like the Fender stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. Toddy Brown Hatfield, big up Toddy. She's a big fan of the show. Big supporter nice. of the show. Um, this is going to cover you up for a second, but I want to put this on the screen because it's a good question. Um, the song Ghost Town, how rough was the scene? Too much fighting on the dance floor. Was that racially, politically charged? Great question. Wow. That's it, right. You know, um, that song, um, literally written on the road with touring. And... Um, when you're touring, you're not just stuck in Coventry. We're going all over England. You get to see different part of England, and you, you start, you start. Oh, I mean, uh, you know, the factories are closed there. There's nothing there, and and you get to see in your way like um. It it really was. There was fighting on the dance floor. That was that was true, but with with with, with the unemployment situation as well, because factories are closing down up, especially up north of England. You know, there's no work, mm-hmm. and so that that song, it captured a time, and it literally at the time where we're under conservative because don't don't get we 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 signed a record deal in 1979, the same year Margaret Thatcher become the the conservative party one right, and then about the conservatives start selling off all the uh, the like the mining industry start going down. We have a, what's what's the name was Hugh McGregor, who's an American. That um that Maggie brought over to England to 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 um to to to, to um cut down the coal mining industry, you know, he's an American employed mm-hmm. by, you know? and um obviously unemployment um, um, with unemployment there's gonna be you know there's gonna be violence, you know, because there's no work, you know, work work work, um, and it's still like in Coventry, Coventry is a very industrial city, and now I go out there now it's a college town. And now it's even, it's going to be worse because, like, with all this, this what's happening now, right? All the students, they're overseas students, so coming is going to be so. It, it really, it, when I look back on that and see exactly what we said, even like with um, you know, with, with all the riots, that record was released during the, the all those riots in England, and I'm 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 just amazed how we could have timed it so well. London riot, Brixton riot, Liverpool riot, um, 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 what's the other city riot? And we come up with Ghost Town. And obviously, the selling off of old industry, the, the, the Chinese own a lot now. Um, um, India owns um, Jag, which is a British, you know, Jag cars are British, you know? Mm-hmm. And all the other car, you know, that, and all the firms like Triumph. And the motorbike and all that—they're right. all gone. Wow! So you know that song just sums up. It's—it's a, 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 it's a soundtrack for that time. Right. That's, um, I mean, that we, 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 you know, I gotta give the, everyone the, the, this band credit. 
we we pull it together under extreme difficult really hard it was very difficult you know the god only there's a god god only knows how we got that record together and i i, I gotta thank um john um john collins P P peter collins P collins who, who um who, who produced it you know mm -hmm. and johnny rivers the engineer you know in leamington because at that time it was just so crazy and we were crazy and we came up with this record that summed up exactly where we are <laughs> right i mean that's a special song not no no that's pun intended that's a special song because um i mean it's probably you know that's like a it's probably a cliche opinion but that's got to be my favorite special song you know of, of all the great of all the great songs it's just i remember hearing and it's crazy when like a um, anyway I, I remember hearing that song for the first time being in like eighth grade or ninth grade or something and just being like okay like this i, I need to hear more of this band Mm. It's just that's a crazy song. There, mm. There's a there's a thing on the on the internet, and I don't know if it's still there. I'm sure it is, right? All these internet little uh, trivia things and whatever. And there's this thing where you can type in your birthday, mm -hmm. and you can find out what song no way was number one on the charts. Oh no! And I guarantee you, I was born July nineteenth, nineteen eighty one. Oh my god! And I look. Kid you not, Special's Ghost Town was number one the day, wow. I, oh the, the day I was born, man. Whoa, oh my your, whole, your whole life makes sense now, Roger. My whole like, life everything makes, sense, makes sense, dude. Sense now. Isn't that a trip? I was like, yeah, man, yeah. I went and I did it. I got Ghost Town tattooed on my back. My father says, that's my lad, you know? Right. You know I'm pretty sure I was like, I'm pretty sure mine was Dolly Parton or something. That's my lad, Roger, man. Honestly, God, um, it's crazy. It's, 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 it's incredible. You, I, I don't even know to, for us to be talking together, and, and, and you know, I knew there was something about you. I knew. Uh, so, I'm telling you, either I'm a really good liar, or I'm, I'm genuine. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what's cool is like I, I'm being such a, a specials fan, right? And if it's yeah. um, like Ghost Town for me describes mm. what the natural progression would have been, and I'm not trying to get into the nitty gritty, dirty laundry yeah. stuff yeah. with you yeah. guys, but. It does sound like the natural progression. You see, you get to see like when people get to see the Beatles grow, right? You see the Beatles yes. grow over yes. several yes. albums. Mm. I, you know, even though you guys had, a, you know, That's a good point. not that long of a of a span like the Beatles, you get to see the band grow from the Coventry Automatics, like I mentioned yeah. earlier, right? Which I have that album. It's like purple. And it's like a bootleg. I don't know if it is. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. Yeah. And then all the way to you know, um, obviously the split with Special AKA and everyone yeah. doing their yeah. thing, but. If 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 it would have went a different path, you would have thought that yeah, the specials might have been mm. re released a reggae album that was in the same taste that Ghost Town was. You know, Ghost Town was Ghost Town was some heavy reggae. I mean, it sounded dope. It was some heavy reggae. We were growing, we were growing, and we grow into that right, and 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 and, and that is a, the the reason why we get John Collins because John Collins did um. A song called with with uh, what's the name at, at the club. Da, 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 da. Yeah, John Collins is the name. Ba -dum, ba -dum. And that was where Jerry heard that and said, "That's the guy that got to produce the next record." Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that that's was beautiful. And he, and oh. he did it. And that's the only that's the only only three songs he's ever done with us, right? Friday night, um, why? And goes down. Only three songs ever produced with us, bro. Those are the tunes. Friday night, Saturday morning. Stop it. When yeah. I saw you guys in San Francisco, when you yeah. got me on the list, and I came off of a tour and whatever, mm. oh man, that's my joint Friday night. I mean, all, do I nothing. The song "Do Nothing," which mm. I know you're you, you composed. Yeah, that's mm. pro 
man, I'd say whether you were here or not, that's probably my pound for pound my spe- my favorite special song. You know, oh thanks, Do nothing, thanks, brother. You know, respect, dirty you. man. Um, you know what? I've been curious this whole time. What mm. is the whole shirt? Let me can can you show the, our viewers what what's on your shirt? The whole thing. I want to Vic- see. I Victoria see Ortega wants to know that too. What's the message on your T-shirt? Hey, I'm like a witch. Did you see? Yeah, there it is. Nice. You know? Nice. Yeah, yeah we can see it. Yeah. Um, Barack Obama missing. Have you seen this man? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so what's and, as, and as I would say to everyone out there, right, you know? Yeah. You know, um, I'm begging everyone, please go out and vote because this this I tell, I got so much faith. I love the young people today. I went on a few rallies, a few marches, right? And my God, it's, it's so beautiful to see all these people together. You know, although because where I live, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the extra, 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 extra minority over here. Yes, you were telling me. T- tell the people where you live. and, and- But my God, I went on this rally march with these people, right? And these young people, right? And I tell you, we've got a beautiful, this generation. Rotation. You said before, right? This generation is a generation that's going to rule the nation. Because this, is, this is a generation that's going to get not just America together, but the whole world. Fantastic. Seeing all these young people coming out and going, hey, you, know, you know, I can sleep easy at night. I know we're going through a rough time right now, right, you know? But the, it's in the hands of tomorrow's, tomorrow's generation, which is today. And they, uh, they embrace it. And they're so, they're, it's just wonderful. Absolutely amazing! I'm so proud of them. And Every- you know, I want to I, I want to touch that. on that. Cheers to that! I want to touch on that. I think that comes across with so much behind it because you you're still a young kid, Linville. You're you're, you're, you're a baby, but you but you you know adopted. My adopted son. Thank you. Yes. Once you're the baby on People Funny Boy, that's it. That's your age for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you have been especially uh, with intertwined with the subject of racism and, and the yes. movement and people protesting against it. That coming from your mouth at right now in 2020, that's so reassuring, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. for you to say that the young people have this like and for you to feel confident. And what's going on right now? Me and Devin have talked about it over and over. It's like right now is different than any other time. Even when, even 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 not that long ago when you know Trayvon Martin and, and like every time we hear about uh, you know the new the new injustice and whatnot, it's like right now is different. You know, and, and it's important. It's important to keep the momentum. I saw you out there, Linville. Um, yeah, I'm, t- I'm t- man, you know, honestly, I it's such a feeling that I really honestly, it's the first time, right? You know. You know, I, I, I when I went and, and I, because I was got you know because you can let the the, the 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 media really mess your head up completely, you know. Yeah. But when I went out there and went out there and and, and, and walk with these people with, with three three times I went you know I went out and I'm just going oh my I can sleep easy at night I don't have to be I don't have to be panicking and worrying that um you know because it's such a wonderful group of people and them the, the crowd that turn out right. You know, and it's all, I am the only black one. There's five blacks. I was it was about, about three or 400 people in a, because it's a little, little town we live in, you know? Mm-hmm. And that many people come out, right? In the middle of nowhere, because they put us out in the in, in, this, in the woods, right? They didn't put the, normally they, which I'm, I'm a bit disappointed that they didn't have the, the actual um, march inside Gig Harbor, the, the center, you know? The, mm-hmm. the town, you know? Because the, 
because they have their parades parade during the summer, you know, and they should have had it. They should have had this this, this um unity. Is it in Seattle? You're talking about? You know, in in in, in Gig Harbor. But they they, they, put, they, they, they they put it put it way out outside. We have to travel outside because um, mm. for whatever reason we're like, okay, I can look and see where where they can think. Well, all there, there's no shops window to break. Mm. So you can tell right. exactly where they put it, where they put it, and the crowd that turned up, oh my god, was incredible. You know, detect the, the crowds are turning mayor, out. The, 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 you know, the, the mayor of Gigabra is a small town, huh? and he was right. just absolutely wonderful. And I just think, yes, I can come home and I can sleep easy, and 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 don't have to um, I don't have to sleep with with a weapon under my pillow, you know. Right. I think that yeah, and, 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 and I'll see if you agree with me here. It's like the same amount of people, not the same amount of people, but there was a lot of the same amount of people would agree, you know, mm. that, that equality is, is is right, you know, and that racism is yeah. wrong. But right now, it's it's so unique because. Actually, you know, the COVID thing playing part into people almost being trained yes. to be to be detached from things like like sports because there's no more sports now to be detached from things like I'm going to go to the gym every day because there's not. So you have all you have this new kind of a way of living life. And I think it, it it welcomes people that may have been, quote unquote, lazy in the past or whatnot. Because you know, they're always they're always they're not racist. They've always been not racist. But now is a little different because now it's like. Oh, I might have the time to go yeah. and protest and go mm. to these rallies. I might have the time to sign that, mm. you know, that document. That, that so it, it shows yeah. you it's meant to be, man. Yes, God yeah. has a has a. It's just, as a, it's, as, it's dope. As say, as say, got you know a, a mysterious way to do things, you know. And we can't. You, I was going to know when we start breaking those things. Oh, I do get it because we were forced to stay indoors, right? Which which make us look at each other from a different angle, you know. Can we we have, you know you know at the four walls you know and and, and what what a image you look at, reflect back on you you know mm-hmm. and it, it, it gives us you know, where you, you know you sort of realize that well you know this is this is one world and, and the world is for all of us because this disease doesn't doesn't um does this discriminate against anyone if that was the case you wouldn't have a like, Prince Charles who had it you wouldn't have a, the, the, you know you know um, um Boris Johnson as I call him. You know, I call um, you know, um, yeah, um, Boris Johnson. My name for Boris and for um, for for Donald Trump is Tweedledee and Tweedledum. <laughs> nice, yeah, Tweedledum. That's my. You know, <laughs> that's good. And, um, yeah, they fit each other. Um, but you know, it's it's brought us all together. This 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 um, this awful emotional pain that we have to that we go through, right? And that's why it's so. That's why I, I look at this thing. This world is is um um the generation that's grown up now that's gonna because you know they have the future we've you know um it's not we who's gonna tell them how to do things they you, as a matter of fact you know who's actually leading they are leading individuals are leaders today yeah. we're leaders in in, in the, 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 the 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 black Lives matter where's leaders out there you know you know this, everybody takes a role, and they are individual leaders. They are pushing, you know. We, you know, we we thank um, Martin Luther King because that's education, right? We have the vice up there, right? But I do think, you no, know, everyone right now, all the young people out there, right? They are the leaders. 
That's, I mean, that's a huge point. Like Black Black Lives Matter, the organization actually talks about that specific thing. It's how it's, uh, yeah. it's uh, a, a decentralized leadership is actually yeah. um, more ideal because it's dangerous. You know, we're talking about defund the police. That's dangerous to say when you're, t- you know, you're talking about let's get rid of the police department. <laughs> if you have one or two people who are leading it, you know, that's yeah. dangerous. So yeah. it's like it's really it's 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 powerful to have. You know, we just went to my wife and I went to a march in downtown LA this last weekend, mm-hmm. and they estimated between fifty and a hundred thousand people were marching down Hollywood Boulevard, you know, and, and having that is crazy. In, in Seattle, there were 60,000 people, wasn't it, yesterday? 60,000 yeah. in Seattle. People are starting to become aware, I think, of not just, you know, like Roger said, you talk to most people, and unless they're like a KKK member, they're going to say, yeah, I'm against racism, of course. But people are starting to, I think, slowly become more aware of what we mean when we talk about racism, that it's something systemic, that this is actually an institutional uh, you know, political issue that, that, that you can find in policy, you can find in the prison industrial complex. And I think people are starting to wake up in real numbers to that. Like, oh, when we say we're against racism, it's not just some vague idea of like, I don't think you should be rude to another person because of their skin color. No, it's about, it's about the, the, the way it, per, it permeates our institutions, you know? And I think that's one of the factors that's bringing out so many people nowadays. They're like, no, 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 no. We see what's going on now and we're not gonna let this happen anymore. I got so I got so much respect and and admire so, all so many of the young people. I just think I just gonna take a back seat and says, guys, go on because it's in good hand. I can sleep easy because I know the world is changing because of young people. Right. Well, I will say though that your music um, is something that gives a lot of people inspiration. Just looking to the the specials and the, and the two tone uh, movement in general, you know that that that. The, the power of that music and that movement hasn't gone away. It's only been amplified, I think. The words from, from it doesn't make it all right, you know? Not because you're a black boy, not because you're white. It doesn't mean you have to hate him. It doesn't mean you have to fight. It doesn't make it all right. Think about that. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite tunes, I posted that song on yeah. on, on Facebook, and it's... Uh-huh. it's when you're a young kid and you're listening to that, like as I was, you know, you by default you're molding people like me and, and you know all my friends. And even though we we thought ska was cool and the fashion was cool, yeah, but the music was it, it was a positive brainwash, you know, it was positive propaganda. And, it's just like what I, you know, what, what, what you know, what I said. I, I saw these guys uh, this one march. They got all their guns and everything on. And, you know, and, and they said so they're protecting um, looters and everything. And, and you know, you know, I had a chat with this one guy, and and he's, oh God damn it, those those kids, they haven't, you know, they're all they're all privileged kids, you know, they're white privileged kids, you know. And I goes, but isn't it really good for him they, them to be out here holding up a sign, Black Life Matters, because they're learning. That's the next yep. generation. That's what's about, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely. Agree. I, I, as I said to you, man, is it's just. Beautiful the young people of today. Are, oh my God! You know, I mean, I, you know, I must say, and I know this is going into a bit, bit of a bit of um, but I've got the rights because I'm I'm an American citizen. I've got the right to voice my opinion. Tell them, Limbo. Go tell ahead, Limbo. Uh, tell them about it. I would, I, 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 as you can see, I'm, 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 I'm a Joe Biden supporter no, because you know. Uh, oh, sorry. I've, I've got the agro lights. I got a drill. <laughs> hey, agro's for president. Uh, sorry, yeah. Agro, agro's for president. A big support of the agro lights, right? You know, agro lights. You, just, just for president. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> uh oh, I'll be VP. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'll take Jesse for president. Never mind. I'll be VP. I'll take that back. 
you gotta you, 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 you gotta come on, man. You gotta see your time now, you know. Yeah. But but uh, I know that's right. But I'm talking about Jesse as well because Jesse's my boy as well, you know. Yeah, man. Hey, you know? Jesse. <laughs> Between the two of them, vice president. But anyway, we, 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 we're going back, going to, to, to the vice president now, you know. And I think it's very very important for for Joe Biden to pick the right person. And I think um and what's going and this is where the old world's going to change now. Because if he picked the right person, well, he's got in his in his in, in, in those who's been narrowed down now, right? He's got some good, 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 good women in there. And I think that's where America is going to and with these young people, and you combine that with 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 the old man who's going to hold the ship steady, which is Joe Biden, right? Because you know he's he's getting on in age, you know. And then you got the younger person as a vice president who's, who's one step away from being the president, right? And and all the young just coming up to you. As much as we look and say, well, you know defund the the, 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 the the police right and we know that's a you know that's that's what that's how young people feel right we've got to listen to them we they got, got to be able to advise opinion we might not agree to 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 for for defunding in the way they're talking about it right you know but the put the system has got to change and how do you change the system you gotta change from the top to the bottom you know that is that is oh that is exactly how america is built you know and and, and um and it's it's a demonstration right through and mm -hmm. it's up on the bottom you live mm -hmm. from the top they get it wrong you know by, by the time it gets from the top to you down the bottom right you starve you're dead you're gonna start you gotta start from the bottom and let it grow up a plant mm -hmm. will grow from the top you know you're gonna plant a, a, um some from vegetable outside right you plant in, in the earth right it come from the earth and grow up that way then it be a fruit mm -hmm. of vegetable yeah? and I I, I I i i you know i do think that um we gotta get people Please, please, everybody, go out and vote, please. I'm begging you all to go out and vote because this country, and I, and I, and I said, I put all my, you know, my faith in the young people and I know that they won't let, they won't let us down. They won't, they, they won't let me, me, the old folks down. Right. You know, they will, they will do the right thing and they are going to do the right thing and they're going to go out and vote and they're going to start rebuilding America for themselves because it's for them and their children. Mm -hmm. Not about me, it's for them. Well, it's for you too, man. Is there? We're we're it's. Uh, I wanted to ask you: Is there anything? Um, I know you got a new song out, right? BLM. Yes, the, it's on the Encore album. That's the one that. Um, right. Great, yeah. great, 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 great album, man. Yeah. You know, what, let me interject real quick. When you yeah. talk about a specials fan, I'm a specials fan since day I one. I know it. Yeah. I don't. I don't. <laughs> you know. When they come out with a new album after so long, there's gonna be so the microscope is on the specials, yeah. and I and, and you know Nikolai the keyboard player is yeah. a genius. Oh Obviously, the guys in the band are genius, but I know Nikolai the keyboard player had such a, a big part in it. And mm -hmm. you guys nailed. You guys were in a space where it, it wasn't like obvious, like oh we're just trying to do an old version of ourselves. You guys weren't trying to just do you know what what you think you should be doing. You guys were naturally writing about what was relevant nowadays oh, in the yeah. true specials form. Yes. And it for me, it was perfect, man. Mm -hmm. So B BLM, please talk about that song. Yeah. Well, you know, BLM is, is literally like, um, you know, um, in England right now, the, 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 the problem we got, which is um, it's about um, um, immigrants coming. From, you, you know, there's thing people talk about, mention the name Winston Churchill, but they don't, they got to do their research to find out who Winston Churchill really was. My father left Jamaica 
invited by Wisdom Churchill to come to England to rebuild England after the last World War. And that's where, you know, because oh, you can say Wisdom Churchill did well during um, um, fighting um, um, Hitler and fighting all that sort of stuff, right? You know? But Africa, India, he did some rough stuff there. And then, and then when he, when he, when he, when he, um, um, come to the West Indian Island and literally pleaded for the West Indian to come to the motherland. Because, you know, you know, you know, England was our motherland, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what they brainwashed us to think, you know? Right, and right. So, so parents, there was so much work in England because they had to rebuild England. So my father got to England and all those men got to England to rebuild England. And it wasn't the most, you know, they had a rough time because they, they only meant to save their life for five years. But they couldn't save enough money because it was slave labor. They were, they were getting pittance, you know? So they couldn't see if they get back home to, back to build their house. That's all Jamaica. A nice house against settle and carry, you know? They never get a chance. Never heard enough to do that. So they stayed, and you can say, like, 75 years now. It's the 75th anniversary. I just did an interview with um The Big Issue. You know, London, The Big Issue? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because 75 years to do that. Because, you know, our, wow. company, our company, the group company is called Registered in, in England, Windrush. That's a ship that brought... The, the the West Indian to England to rebuild yeah. England. you know and the yeah. way they treated these people some of these people come to England when they were um, 10 years of years like me you know and and because we those who never travel back then you know we we, we um, I go I when I went to England I, there's one passport between me and my sister so we share the one passport so if it wasn't oh. I would have British I wouldn't become a British citizen if it wasn't for the specials making it and I, I started traveling and it, it, a country that i go to it was so oh, so hard to go to immigration because i got a jamaican passport so i become a british citizen me and never become a british citizen because the specials we're traveling the world now so become wow. that way. that's beautiful you know, people in england now who, 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 who've been threatened with deportation because they haven't got no passport because they never go and they never go and and register and, and um because they're kids when they come, come to England, you know, that's generation growing up now, you know. And um they they've got no paperwork to say that they're so they're they, some of them are in det- detention. Mm-hmm. Some of them got already got um got um deported back to Jamaica and they can't come back to England because they, they got no paperwork. That is the way of the way the British treated them after they've got their labor out of them and they don't want them anymore. Right, right. Back to the colonies which was all British colony, you know, the, 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 you know, the colonial system, you know, that was, that's what we're, we, you know, we, we, uh, school at school is all English. Everything, we, we, we never get taught no history, nothing. Mm-hmm. And this is where it is, as I said, it's the 75th anniversary of the Windrush. The, I think the Windrush was a German ship. After they win the war, and, you know, and they converted into people carrier and collect the people from, from uh, the Margaret from Jamaica, they go to England to rebuild England, and mm-hmm, when they mm-hmm. rebuild England, then the old thing comes in. Well, oh, they're, they're taking our jobs now, and that's what, what happened. Just the same like you get like um, they, or they discriminate against the, the Mexican who come over here. And if it was the Mexican coming and working, right, we would starve. You know, they're in the fields working, and the way and, and the way the system treats them is totally, is totally, it's a it's a it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. 
You know, that's exactly how the Jamaicans got treated, West Indian got treated in England. Wow. So it was like that. Everywhere and, and you have colonial capitalism, that's exactly colonial, the, 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 the French were terrible. The, uh, you know, I, 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 Roger, I hope, hope very soon you'll, um, you'll hear the new tune. <laughs> I mean, I don't say no more. Right? We're, we're gonna, we'll talk. Remember, we were talking. For sure, I'd love to hear that new stuff. You'll hear, you'll hear a new tune, Roger. You'll hear a new tune. Yeah, man. I can't wait. See, that's the thing, man. The world needs the specials right now. The world yeah. needs... Yeah, new yeah. music from the specials. I mean, it is going to be so relevant. It'll be the soundtrack to what is going on right now. You guys have never lied. Mm, that's why I look know. at people and they're the inspiration. Right. They inspire me and inspire us. I said, my God, to see a more turnout, right? Because, you know, yeah. they've got the key. Right. They're, they're the one that's going to open the door because they got the key. So what's, what's the best way that people can go, like, right now, obviously, um, you know, with COVID, you're not touring, but what's the best way people can go support like what Linville Golding is doing right now. Oh my God. It's so difficult. The easiest way, because I, I do all the, I do like um, Supernova. I do a little thing on that. I did um one for, um for uh, what they call again in England. Um, um, really lovely guy. Um, and then I've done one for, you know, um, David Rice in, in, in um, Austin, Texas. And I just do little things like this and just keep, just keep, you know, just, just keep in there with, with the young people, you know? Right, right. Definitely. But, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just hoping, I'm hoping, oh, well, sooner or later that we'll, we'll, uh, I'll, we'll get back on track and start to put this new record together. That's, that's the, right. that's right. the main thing that I, I, I'm concerned. And, you know, I, I know right. for, 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 for concert for next year, but I, I know this is my, this is, this is what, the priority right now is when I'll be able to get on a flight and get back to England mm-hmm. and start getting my bandmate together. And, and, and um, I mean, we still can work, but not all of us work can work the same way, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, of course. I can work this way, like with Nikolai, but it's, it's ours is not really up on, on technology that way as well. Right, right, right. Um, so it's a little bit difficult to communicate with it's, him. It's better and, uh, to get in one room, you know, which yeah, you guys yeah, yeah, for and, sure. Um, and Terry, Definitely don't you, you don't you don't hear nothing from it to, you know uh, uh, so I need to be back in England yeah. so I hope within the next couple of weeks I'm keeping fingers crossed that um they could give me the go ahead to get back to England without being um after going quarantine for two weeks and all those silly stuff you know yeah pretty well man I mean ladies and gentlemen you heard it here there are things in the works for some new yes. specials music Linville needs to chit chat with his bandmates and and, yep. and and that's what we need like I said Linville the world needs some new specials music Amen. Um, to yes. be the soundtrack man and Linville I just want to thank you so much for willing to do this show and, and man this, mm. is a, this has been a special one for us man we really appreciate you coming yeah, on here. no uh, pun intended special right there you go respect, respect Raz love to you man love to you man and it's yeah, been man. wonderful and excellent and um you know you know we got things ahead we got we'll be in touch and you know what we're gonna have you back on the show we gotta yes, have you back so, on the show either we push out of the way whatever it is i am gonna come back on the show because yeah we, we you know we have a lot to talk about right you know, well, you know well, we have a lot we have a lot we have a lot <laughs> i love it i love it yeah. say hi to june i think june is, is june is she still yeah. hearing is she gonna, yeah, yeah. Is she gonna yeah. pop on screen? Is June yeah. there? Will June say hi to me? Will she pop on screen? June, I Hello. love you to death. Oh my gosh, Mm-mm. you're 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 a boy. <laughs> I love you, June. My gosh. Well, again, thank you so much, Limbo, for doing thank this. Limbo, really, this is 
so so great to get to yeah, talk man. to you. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next time, brother. We'll yeah, be in touch. Yeah. You know, you know, we'll be in touch. We'll be calling each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you know, you know, things running, huh? Because all this man, I've been talking to you. We'll see you, man. Talk to you very soon, you know. Okay, man. Later, brother. All right. Jeez, Limvo is amazing. That was dope. Jeez. That was great. That, I'm, I'm still, my heart's beating super fast, man. That's one of my heroes. I mean, you know, for some people, it's Bob Marley. For some people, it's Willie Nelson. For me, it's Limbo <laughs> Golding. <laughs> he, he reminds me of Willie Nelson. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Just kidding, Limbo. He's still there. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> so, you know, we got a lot of things cracking here. I'm trying to figure out what should I put up first. No, this Let's one. Let's talk we'll do about this. this. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're on it. I like it. We got Ladies and gentlemen, me and Devin are, uh, there's this thing called Reggae Against Racism. It is new. It is in its baby stages, but we have really high hopes for it. Uh, over the past couple of weeks, you know, a lot of people, uh, everyone's vocal and want to be stand up about racism, anti-racism to be exact. And so me and Devin are fortunate to have been a part of this that, that we didn't start. Nancy Ortega started it, but she's really compiled a really cool group of people that, that we feel um, we got a strong team right here. So there's a little start of a little organization going on. And uh, Devin, tell them what, what, a little bit about what it's about. Well, we're still figuring out, you know, what um, some of the goals of the group. But uh, the, the main thing is to try to get the reggae scene um, united to in, in the in the fight against racism. And, you know, part of the fight against racism is is educating ourselves. You know, I, I, I've got a lot of educating of myself to do. Um, so we're talking about like having book clubs, you know, uh, having yeah. like a, a situation where we watch the documentary 13th that I've been, um, encouraging everybody I talk to to watch. By it the way, you watched who it? watched it last night. Yeah. Okay. Pretty, Bro, pretty, uh, illuminating. Huh? I have, I have to piggyback Devin's, uh, recommendation to watch 13. Please everyone. If you, if you have Netflix, I, I just jumped on Netflix and watched it and it was, it's eye eye opening. I guess I could say eye opening. You know, yeah. It's, I, I, you know, I look at everything different now from just when I was born in the eighties, the Reagan right. era. Uh, before that, yeah. It's it. it's it's. I recommend it to everybody because it, it chronicles um, the the history of the country, specifically how uh, the the anti anti black policies have been implemented from decade to decade to decade, with a specific focus on prisons and the privatization of the prison industry and how it directly targets uh, communities of color and black people uh, in in particular. And, you know, so stuff like that, um, Roger and I being, you know, obviously in the reggae scene in L.A. and, and the greater reggae scene all over the world, we just feel that um, community is really important in this time. It's not a time to... Uh, to, to do things by yourself, you know, um, that's uh, the leaders of the Black Lives Matter organization always talk about that. Join an organization. Uh, don't be don't be by yourself right now. And um, so, you know, we're we're trying to figure out exactly what we're going to do with this group. But we got some uh, some great people involved. Um, and like like Roger mentioned, uh, Nan our, our good friend Nancy started it along with Jared Sagawa and Brendan Davis and uh, and Roger. And then I kind of uh, weaseled my way in to be part of it because it's something I really want to be a part of. Um, but go follow Reggae Against Racism on Instagram, and I'm going to be posting uh, in the next coming days some links to um, the documentary Thirteenth, and also um, a, a great book that I, I i think everyone should be reading right now um i'll just i'll just post that tomorrow i won't even talk about that right now 
but um, go go check that out. And we're gonna be doing some. Uh, we got some 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 cool stuff in in the works. And but it's mainly a place where we can have a community, you know. And if you're somebody somebody who is look anybody doing anti racist work is going to come across people fighting against that, right? Whether it's a Facebook troll or somebody in your personal life. And that can be very deflating, especially if you're maybe like a non-confrontational person to begin with. Mm-hmm. And that can really um, take take the wind out of your sails. So please, if you're experiencing anything like that, um, hit us up. You know, hit me up, hit Roger up, hit any of us up and and just, you know, just tell us what's going on and, and, and we'll definitely like talk with you. And I, for me, that always helps when because I get that stuff all the time. Roger knows like this week there was some fool who won't even like talk about his name but they're all um, out there yeah you know and and uh it, it definitely that kind of stuff gets to me but just to be able to reach out to other people who feel the same as me and talk it always helps me so hit us up if you're out there doing anti-racist work and you're getting shit from people hit us up and we'll talk and uh you know join reggae against racism on instagram definitely and if they want to chat they can definitely hit us up on our own mm-hmm. instagram handles but we also have an email they can reach out to uh, the reggae podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. also to kind of jump into another subject here ladies and gentlemen next week we have arise roots really yes. good friends of ours and they have a new album right Deb? the new album's coming out june 19th and we got them on the show june 20th yeah um i love when we can have first of all i love when we can have an artist on the day after their album drops i mean it's just because we have so much to talk about it's such a happy day for that artist they just went through however long creating the record and then and then you know they've now had 24 hours to see exactly you know watch it go live and watch right. it start maybe charting or whatever you know so it's mm-hmm. a great you really get to catch them at a special time and then arise roots is just made up of some of our best friends you know the guitar player robert sotello is og you know la reggae ska head um you know back in the day before i was i was still in high school going to see shows wasn't even in a band yet i remember seeing robert play with all kinds of bands and you know obviously um the allentons and then um when i think of robert it's the irie beats is what i think of cheekies robert also jason yeah um that they crew, were they were kind know? of doing roots reggae in the ska scene before anybody else. They were, and that that's a cool that's a crazy statement in itself, right? Right, doing reggae roots in the ska scene. They, but they were, they, they were, they were, and you know, Cheeky's told me once, and we can go into this some other time. There's an Irie Beats song. I don't know the name of it. It's a skinhead type song. And Cheeky's no me told this. me it might have been No Me Hold This. Go ahead. Maybe it was, but Cheeky's told me he thinks that that's the first skinhead style recording from any LA band. Could be. Because it and was definitely you know what before the Agrolites, and it was. Before, I would not disagree. Yeah, I mean, we we could definitely have a little discussion on on uh, yeah, we will too. reggae in California, in America, mm-hmm. bands like Dynamic Pressure, Rhythm Doctors, Vessels, Agros. But before all that, I I, I would not be quick to say no to Chickies on that. I'd have yeah. to check it out. But they have been doing their thing for a bit. So right. Robert's in that band. It's, it's, it's going to be dope to have Robert yeah, so and Kareem on. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Robert's coming on. He's a guitar player for Arise Roots. And then also Kareem Israel, um, who's the lead singer of Arise Roots. And everybody who knows Arise Roots, Kareem needs no introduction. He's a great singer, great songwriter, like hooks for days. And um, and just a great dude overall. So we're really excited because it's not often, you know, today was a show like this for you, I think, especially because you're good friends with Linville and we also love his music so much. Uh, this was the first right. time I got to meet Linville, so it was great for me. Um, you know, but Arise Roots is a band that not only are we huge fans of, but they're some of our best friends. So those are always uh, special times to connect. And Definitely. so everyone tune in next 
first of all, everyone go pick up the new Arise Roots album, which I'm sure you can pre-order now. It comes out on Friday. I've heard a good chunk of it, and it's mm-hmm. really, really good, which goes without saying, for Arise Roots. Yeah. And then they'll be on the show the next day. If they don't get arrested. <laughs> they're they're coming. You hear the cops are cutting on chickens. Yeah. <laughs> no, my, I live on Venice Boulevard, and the cops are nonstop. It's nonstop. I try I, to hit the mute imagine. button as much as I can, but no, no, not no. when I'm talking. I, I like I can't it. Do it. I, it's like the it's the natural sound effects that you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, let's get into some of our own little chickens here. Um, much hasn't changed. I mean, I'm still doing the stuff on Mondays. Devin, are you are you picking back up on? Tuesdays? Yeah. So this Tuesday, someone just asked me about that too in the comments. Yeah, I'm gonna uh-huh. I'm gonna kick back on this Tuesday. Um, I think what I'm gonna do. Well, I'm definitely gonna do this. Is um, for the foreseeable future, start um, uh, donating whatever donations I get on Tuesdays to um, – I haven't decided exactly which organization, but it's going to be either Justice LA or Reform LA Jails, which are all Black Lives Matter affiliations. Um, going to donate to one of those groups. So I don't know which one yet, but um, definitely donation style for the foreseeable future. So everybody, please um, you know, come join me on Tuesdays, 5 p.m. Pacific. Man Like Devin songbook sessions on rootfire.net slash TV. I just have the guitar and I play songs, play some expander songs, play some old Jamaican covers, and I play some of this uh, new new songs I've been writing on uh, for this album that Roger and I are recording together, which yes, is it'll come out. which is almost done. It's it's going done. it's going pretty well. Yeah, got some got some uh, a few features that I'm working on getting the recordings from people from. But yeah, yeah man. man, I can't wait for people to hear that because I mean. You know, it, it's unique for Devin to, to go ahead and, and up himself. But I mean, I could definitely tell you, uh, being a fan of Devin and all, all the songwriting, that this is like right on par with that ten out of ten oh. songwriting. So everyone, it's gonna be dope when it comes out, unless I appreciate it. unless all the unless all the real to reels burn or something. I don't know. Yeah. Then we're, yeah. Then well, we're you know, I saw it go. <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, Monday is still doing my same thing with a little class going on. For those of you, if there's any of you that have uh, participated in the class, you know how dope it is. There's a really cool roster, uh, a really cool panel of teachers up there that uh, everyone contributes their own thing. And it's really nice to cover every single subject of Jamaican music all the way from, um, I know even Linville touched on the Maroons and all that stuff. And we, we touched on that uh, a couple weeks ago. Right now, uh, I think on Monday, we're going to talk about the actual... Uh, you know the religion of Rastafari and and how that is related to the music, how the music is an important part of it, and, and, and the whole thing. And uh, so that'll be the subject of this Monday's class. And then we're nice. going to dub music, going to go into all kinds of cool stuff. So be sure to check that out. Know your roots there on Live Lesson Masters. Wow, what a big show! And thank you guys all for that was for so cool, man. Us. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there anything I'm missing? Is there anything we're missing here? I mean, we have the the the, the playlist are going to be on the website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go uh, check out the reggaepodclash.com. Um, that's where we put up all the music that we're going to be talking about the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, if you really want to get familiar with the tunes that we're playing at the beginning of the show, you can go listen to them in their entirety at the website. Um, and then you know, you'll have the tune in your head so that when we start talking about it, you'll you know, you could you, you follow along. Right. Go check and, it out. Um, you know, everyone that's out there, all, all the all the people that are watching this right now, you know, um, obviously I don't we, we don't know, you know, how you're participating. Either you are or you're not within what's going on right now. But just 
something I could say is that you can keep the momentum going. I mean, I know myself, I'm speaking for myself, you know, as each week goes by, you know, maybe something that you're really, really into one week and then you kind of think, get, get, think, you get distracted, you know, other things come into play. But just keep it going, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter and this whole thing. We have a, it's such a unique time right now. Wouldn't you agree, Devin? It's such a I would. Crazy it's, they're, freaking... they're, you know, Shakespeare said, uh, I might get this wrong, but they're, there is a tide in the affairs of men if taken at the flood leads on to fortune, which basically just means there are certain unique windows in life that if you can capitalize on it at that time, it can lead on to great things, but you can't sleep on it. And uh, this feels like one of those times. I might have butchered that quote. No, I mean, I got it and I love it. <laughs> Big up Nina, by the way. Nina Cole is on here saying nice one. Thank you. We're going to have to have Nina on. Yeah, that'd just be in great her own segment because Nina, Nina is such a special person. I think she's she's touching on, on things and she's, she's participating in things you know, with her school and college. And, and, and really, um, man, I, I can see Nina at the end of all this, like just having crazy amounts of books written and, and, and being, you know. You know what Nina and I have in common besides being huge reggae nerds and being reggae DJs we're also we also both have degrees in geography wow yeah she and she's gone on and gotten her masters and maybe even more I don't know she's a she's a real geographer but I got my my geography degree and immediately went on tour with the expanders and never went back to school but yeah we're reggae geographers awesome we'll have (laughs) we'll have a We'll have a show that we dip into that a little bit. And yeah, that's, that's reggae geography I'll, show. That's when I'll be like, all right, later today. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll do my research. I'll, I'll try to think of some stuff to talk about. Yeah. Capital. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week. And um, we'll be on here next Saturday. We love Arise you Roots. Arise Go pick roots. up the new Arise Roots album. Yes. Stay safe. Right, y'all. See you guys next week. Later.